0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Zion Lutheran Church on this Pentecost Sunday. It's Sunday set aside for us to remember the Spirit's guidance and enlightenment and calling in all of us together as one church. And of course, today we also celebrate our confirmants, Abby and Riley, as they will stand before all of you and reaffirm their baptismal vows and make public confession of their faith. Uh, Just one quick announcement from me this morning. Uh, Steve Mackey, Mary Morshek, and I went to our Synod Assembly yesterday and Friday as representatives of Zion. Uh, Over that assembly, of course, we had the regular business that goes on, but also the Assembly voted to call Bishop Daniel Bowden to another six-year term as Bishop of our Synod. Uh, So I would encourage you and invite you to pray for Bishop Daniel, Uh, pray for his coming term as bishop, that it may truly be spirit-led and fruitful, and that his guidance of our synod may glorify God. Are there other announcements or other prayer requests before we begin our worship this morning? Yeah.
1: Gonna hijack the worship service here for a minute. It's important today is the day of Pentecost. It is the day that the girls are gonna reaffirm affirm their baptism, but it is also June 5th, and it is graduation day at Trinity, at, at Luther Seminary. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. That's a that's a what they were at Luther Seminary is their commencement this afternoon. And one of those graduates is Vicar Ryan. So, But he's here with us. So we want to recognize his graduation day. And he's earned his Master of Divinity degree. And this is not the actual degree, but there you are. If you would open that, please. Right? And we can read it. It says Certificate of Recognition from Zion Lutheran Church to Ryan Cordell for completion of Master of Divinity, Luther Seminary, June 5th, 2022. Thank you. And have a round of applause. And we have something here for you that you can open later, but this is from Zion Church Council, Zion Worship Committee, and the Congregation of Zion Lutheran. And we really appreciate you, and we know what hard work you did to earn this. So a token of our appreciation. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And again, I. Don't know that i can ever say it too much but thank all of you for being partners with me throughout this process and for welcoming me welcoming my family you all have been a wonderful congregation a wonderful church and i pray that we will have many more years of ministry together here at zion so this is just the beginning i hope and i pray so thank you again are there any other prayer requests that we need to bring before the congregation this morning If not, I'll invite you to take a moment to quiet your hearts and your minds as we prepare for worship and listen to the prelude. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess confess that we are happy to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned. mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. God, our creator, the resurrection of your son offers life to all the peoples of earth. By your Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love, empowering our lives for service and our tongues for praise through Jesus Christ, our savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
2: The first reading is from Acts. Before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. We will read Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. How manifold are your works, O Lord! In wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There go the ships to and fro, and Leviathan, which you have made for the sport of it. You give it to them, they gather it, you open your hand, and they are filled with good things.
3: When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust.
2: You send forth your spirit, and they are created. And so you renew the face of the earth. You look at the earth, and it trembles. You touch the mountains, and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord
3: as long as I live. I will praise my God, while I have my
2: being. May these words of mine please God. I will rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, of my soul. Hallelujah. The second reading is from Romans. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and of children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him
0: but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, You will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. And remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. I invite you to be seated, children. I invite you forward for a children's sermon. Well, I thought I'd take a moment today because. The other day at home, Clementine asked a really good question. So I thought I would, well, just answer it for everybody. Clementine asked, what is confirmation anyway? Right, here we are on Pentecost Sunday. And here after the sermon and after we sing, we are going to confirm Abby and Riley behind me here. So what exactly is it that that's all about? What are we doing? Uh, And so I think the best way to explain it is like this. How many of you remember being baptized? No, you don't remember, right? Because, well, you were little, right? And so when you were baptized when you were little, you had sponsors, you had your parents, or you had godparents or grandparents, somebody who spoke for you and with you, right? They made promises on your behalf. And so when you were baptized, your parents and your sponsors, they promised that they were going to raise you in the faith. They were going to bring you to church, that they were going to teach you the scriptures. They were going to encourage you to pray and read the Bible. And all of these things, they pray—they said on your behalf. Right? They said for you, because, can babies speak? No, babies don't speak, right? Babies can't make these promises. So your parents and your sponsors do that on your behalf. And so God, at that point, uses your parents and your sponsors to teach you the faith, to teach you the word of God, and to pray for you. But we say there comes a time when, in fact, you can speak for yourself. right? And you can make promises. You can confess your faith to everyone else because you're no longer a child. You're no longer an infant so you can speak so that's what confirmation is for us it gives us the opportunity to hear from those who were baptized when they were young to speak the to speak the faith for themselves to make the promises for themselves right and so in the lutheran church the process is that you go for two or three years or whatever you learn about the faith you learn about the bible And you say, hey, I want this for myself, and I want to be part of the church. So it's that point in which you are truly owning the faith for yourself. So that's what we say confirmation is. It's the opportunity to reaffirm, to say again what was said on your behalf at baptisms. Does that make sense? And so what I want you to remember, always, truly, right, that... In your faith, look back to your baptisms, to the font. That's central to who you are as a Christian because it's here that God made promises to you. God promised he'll never leave you. God promised that your sins are forgiven right here. So we always come back to here. Well, let's pray. Lord, give us hearts of faith. Lord, give us hearts of faith. And lead us by your Spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it's always a brave and courageous soul who is willing to be the lector on Pentecost Sunday. So this week, or this year, of course, it was Bruce who was that brave soul. And he did his duty well because the person reading the scripture on Pentecost has to cover a whole list and a whole mouthful of, of ancient nationalities, right? Acts tells us that on that first Pentecost, there were Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Ferga, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews, Cretans, and Arabs, right? It's a mouthful, but it's the case here that all of these nationalities that are identified most of which we would need an encyclopedia to be able to find on a map, are not incidental. They're not extra details in the story. We have to have them. They're actually central to what the Pentecost story is all about. When the Holy Spirit descended on the apostles, it says they all began to speak in other languages, and each person gathered there in Jerusalem from all of these nations heard the apostles talking about Jesus Christ in their own language. And that's the point, that's why all the nationalities are listed. In the diversity of the crowd there that day, there is one common gospel. There is one common good news for all people everywhere, and that is the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. In the diversity of the world, the Holy Spirit is creating unity through that gospel. And so the story of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 is a kind of reimagining and a retelling of the story of Babel from Genesis 11. You'll remember that story that at the Tower of Babel, all men spoke one language, and together they believed that they could build a tower to heaven. In other words, they believed that collectively, They could reach God and be as powerful as God. So in the story, God punishes their pride and scatters them into different tribes where they then begin to speak in different languages, no longer united. But what happens at Pentecost is a reversal of that story. God now descends to all humanity. And he makes them all one people with one gospel. Though they are scattered throughout the world and they speak different languages, God preserves that diversity of the people, but he also brings unity to them through one good news. The crowds in Jerusalem on that day of Pentecost were amazed at what they had witnessed, and together they asked, what does this mean? I'm always struck by that verse because it's such a great Lutheran question if you remember your days back in confirmation, you'll remember that the small catechism is based around that question. What does this mean? And so our confirmants have spent several months in a catechism looking at precisely that question. What does this mean? But here in Acts 2, we're encouraged to ask that question. What does it mean that the Holy Spirit has descended in this way? And St. Peter gives us an answer. He points to the day as a fulfillment of what was written by the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women in those days, says the Lord, I will pour out my spirit. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, God is making his church out of people from every station of life, every race, every ethnicity, male, female, rich, poor, young, and old, all are now made into the people of God by faith that's given to them by the Holy Spirit. Out of this diversity comes unity. And God does not eliminate the differences of his people. All the different languages still exist. But God brings together very different people into one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And because of this, we acknowledge that each member of the church is gifted uniquely as they are in their own kind of diversity to serve Christ. St. Paul explains this vividly and memorably in 1 Corinthians when he writes, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who activates all of them and everyone. To each is given a measure of the spirit for the common good. To one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom. To another knowledge according to the same spirit, another faith by the same spirit, another gifts of healing, another working miracles, another prophecy, another discernment, another tongues, another interpretation of tongues. All of these are activated by one and the same Spirit, which allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. As Christians... We are individual believers. We each have a faith of our own. We have our own strengths. We have our own gifts, our own personalities, our own experiences. And through all of these, we love and serve God as individuals. But it's always important to remember that we do not have a solitary faith. We have an individual faith, but it's not a solitary faith because in our individuality, we are brought together as one through the work of the Holy Spirit. Together, we march under one banner, the banner of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Together, we are given one mission to proclaim the forgiveness of sins to those who confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Together, we have one calling to bear one another's burdens. Out of our diversity, God makes unity. And so this is the message I have for our confirmands, Abby and Riley, this morning, right? That God has claimed each of you. God has saved each of you in your individual talents, your personalities, your gifts. God has redeemed you. And God wants you to be you. He did not redeem you to become someone else. He redeemed you to be Abby and to be Riley He marked you as his own at your baptism so that you would forever know that he will forever pour out his grace and mercy into you. And above all, you are his child. And with you, he desires to share everything that is good and true and beautiful in creation. God loves you as individuals with an individual faith. But in your confirmation this morning, you're asked to remember one important thing. You indeed have an individual faith, but you are part of something bigger than yourself. The Spirit of God who hovered over the waters on the first day of creation is the same Spirit who came to you in the waters of your baptism, and is the same Spirit who even now grows your faith in your heart. You are marked forever by God. This means that your life always has meaning your life always has purpose so much in the world will try to convince you otherwise but it's not true in god your life always has purpose and it always has meaning your life is always worth more than you will ever know because you are god's beloved and as god's beloved you are ever you're forever part of what god is doing in this world God even now is using you to bring out his purpose in this world. Through you, God is sharing his love for all of creation. And so you are indeed Abby and Riley, children of God, marked at your baptisms, given that name after your baptisms, but you are never just Abby and Riley, because you are first and foremost children of God. And you will never be alone in this world, because the Spirit of God has marked you. And he has promised that he will never leave you in this world. Amen. This time, I will ask that our confirmants and their parents and sponsors come forward. I'll let you all present Abby first. merciful God, we thank you for these sisters, whom you have made your own by water and the word and baptism. You have called them to yourself, enlightened them with the gifts of your spirit, and nourished them in the community of faith. Uphold your servants in the gifts and promises of baptism, and unite the hearts of all whom you have brought to new birth. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. You can return to, to your seats congregation i'm going to invite you at this point to stand with our confirmations as together we will profess our faith i ask you to profess your faith in christ jesus reject sin and confess the faith of the church do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy god do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against god do you renounce the ways of sin that draw you from God? I renounce sin. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God?
3: I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit.
0: Believe in God, the Holy Spirit. I believe
3: mean the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life
0: everlasting. Congregation, I invite you to be seated. Abby Rose Hunsinger, you have made public profession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism? To live among God's faithful people to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed to serve all people following the example of Jesus and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth and Riley Michelle Roberson you have made public profession of your faith do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. People of God, do you promise to support these sisters and pray for them in their life in Christ? Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water and the Holy Spirit, you give us new birth, cleanse us from sin, and raise us to eternal life. Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, stir up in Riley the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm her faith, guide her life, empower her and her serving. Give her patience and suffering and bring her to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, stir up in Abby the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm her faith, guide her life, empower her in her serving. Give her patience and suffering and bring her to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I'd like you to stand here and face face the congregation. Let us rejoice with these sisters in Christ. We rejoice with you in the life of baptism. Together we will give thanks and praise to God and proclaim the good news to all the world. We have a few gifts to present to them from the church that I think got moved down there, but so of course, now that they're confirmed members of the church, they get envelopes, so <laughs> use, them, use them wisely and, and generously. And then also we have, of course, certificates for our confirmands and prayer books from the Lutheran Book of Prayer. Many of you may have also received one to your confirmation, so it's a, always a beautiful resource for prayer. So encourage you to make use of it in your life and faith so i will ask the confirmands after the service come down to the narthex so the congregation can greet you and uh, welcome you and hug you and all that fun stuff Uh, but now let us applaud our confirmands and welcome them to the congregation Again, I will invite you to stand as we pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs gracious Lord your spirit fills the world and gladdens your church with the remembrance of all Christ Jesus has spoken comfort us with divine peace and do not let our hearts be troubled or afraid and bless, O Lord, all leaders of your church that are sent by your Spirit, especially our Bishop Daniel, that he may faithfully proclaim the word in his service to you and to your church. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our shine your face upon our confirmants, Abbey and Riley, and upon all who seek to be confirmed by the promises you bestowed upon them at their baptisms. Open their hearts to your word. And give them the courage to love and serve you and to proclaim your name in all circumstances renouncing the devil and his temptations lord in your mercy Hear our prayer. father of our lord jesus christ you have poured out your spirit upon us that we might believe your truth and raise our sons and daughters in that truth bless all parents grandparents and godparents that they may faithfully catechize their children In your holy word lord in your mercy lord of might preserve your people from their enemies bring peace to the nations and prosper the cause of life bless our leaders especially our president Joseph our governor Richard Michael our Congress and all judges and magistrates give them a relentless pursuit of just laws for the common good of all with a heart of mercy for the weak and vulnerable Lord, in your mercy, Lord of compassion, forget not the sick, the suffering, and all of those who are in need. Grant them healing according to your will, especially Eli, Denny, Steve, Nancy, Ray, Melissa, Marilyn, Landon, Nancy, Rose, Tony, Carolyn, and Barb. Give them confidence that you know their need and will supply them with all that they need to endure the day of your coming, which will end all affliction. And you will grant a perfect consummation to us and to all who have loved you at your appearing. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our and Almighty Father, with your Son Jesus Christ, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts through your word to rule and govern us according to your will. Comfort us in every temptation and misfortune, and defend us against every error, that we may continue steadfast in the faith, increase in love and in good works, and trusting firmly in your grace for us by His death, obtain eternal salvation through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also. God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care, and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful Father, through our Savior Jesus Christ. Fulfilling the promise of the resurrection, you pour out the fire of your Spirit, uniting in one body people of every nation and tongue and so with mary magdalene and peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection with earth and sea and all their creatures and with angels and archangels cherubim and seraphim we praise your name and join their unending hymn Blessed are you, O God of the universe! Your mercy is everlasting, and your faithfulness endures from age to age. Praise to you for creating the heavens and the earth. Praise to you for saving the earth from the waters of the flood. Praise to you for bringing the Israelites safely through the sea. Praise to you for leading your people through the wilderness to the land of milk and honey. Praise to you for the words and deeds of Jesus, your anointed one. Praise to you for the death and resurrection of Christ. Praise to you for your spirit poured out on all nations. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and cup, we remember our Lord's Passover from death to life as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Is Christ died. Christ is risen. Christ will come, come again. again. O God of resurrection and new life, pour out your Holy Spirit on us. And on these gifts of bread and wine, bless this feast and grace our table with your presence. Reveal yourself to us in the breaking of the bread. Raise us up as the body of Christ for the world. Breathe new life into us. Send us forth burning with justice, peace, and love. With your holy ones of all times and places, with the earth and all its creatures, with sun, moon, and stars, we praise you, O God And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks be to God. you to stand. Let us pray. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift and faith toward you, and in fervent love toward one another, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.